Welcome to the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. This week, I'm joined by co-host Gramps. Our guest this week is Piper Lindine. We know her because she graduated from the University of Maryland as a master's of science in the program for medical cannabis science and therapeutics. So I believe you were like, what, the second class to graduate? Yes, to graduate. Yes. Yeah, pretty, pretty awesome task there to, to manage to get through. And now you're the corporate development manager and consultant for Americans for Safe Access. Yes, it's pretty exciting. I'm really, really excited to be working on the national level. The same things that I was working at here in Texas. And Jesse, you do not know me because of the medical cannabis program. You know me because of advocacy. Okay. (laughs) All of us in the advocacy space know you for that. Yeah. But I like to point out because there's people who listen who've never met you and they're like, oh, I know her because she did the master's program. Oh, for real? That's weird. Well, uh, I was thrilled that the University of Maryland has linked to the podcast because of because of having you on here to talk about the program. The last episode we had with you. I need sure to share it. I shared it like to people in Canada and stuff. Of course, I'm going to share it. You know, so I I did not share Chris. (laughs) <laughs> oh, she don't ratted you out, Chris. Well, you know, it's, it's on the shelf now, so it's okay. <laughs> no, I'll share it. But, but the thing is, like, I just realized that, but it was like, like, like we were talking before the show. It was an emotional thing for me to be on, on Chris's show. And it's emotional, you know, I, I get emotional every time I see Chris because of Chris's story. For, for those that don't know, uh, my son passed away from epilepsy in 2016. And of course, uh, Piper's son has to deal with seizures because of his uh, LGS, correct? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that's why it's an emotional thing for her. I tell her that these conversations, the work I do in, in this movement is what keeps me going. So uh, I'm, I'm happy to talk with you and I'm happy to have you here. And I want you to feel comfortable and be the same. No, I'm happy. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy that you are here. I'm happy to know you. I just get emotional. You know, it's like I have a hard time coping. Sometimes. It's understandable. It's, it's it's a tough thing that when you've got anybody who's got children knows it's a tough thing to talk about when your child has any sort of illness and it's going to affect them long term. It's going to be something that likely goes with them throughout their life. Yeah. 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 Hopefully not. <laughs> you know. Hopefully things uh, will improve, but that's one of the things I get to work on with Americans for safe access. And I think that's one of the things I think people don't know that there are still like tons of medical cannabis patients, even patients who have access in legal states that are still having a difficult time and that it's difficult because we really don't know how to properly medicate with cannabis. And so we need real, real funding for real volumes of research to be able to, you know, tackle this difficult problem and, we need uh, the federal legal status to change in order to get that. We need to get uh, get it moved out of the, the top tiers of the schedule. Absolutely. So how did you get into with uh, the end fall or as they fall into being with Americans for safe access? Like I know that we're all familiar. Texas has a chapter and I'm pretty sure you've, <laughs> you've done some stuff with them, but like national 
you're involved in the national chapter. Like, how did how did this come along? How did this get in your lap? Well, it was through uh, the U Maryland program. Uh, through we did uh, things through schools like brown bags with professionals in the industry. And Debbie Chergai, the director, the executive director, was one of the people who did like one of those panels for the school. And so the part of the symposium is what it's called. And um, so I met her and we kind of uh, had follow up conversations about advocacy coursework that's now part of the program at uh, New Maryland. And so, you know, I guess <laughs> I guess she liked me enough to 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 take me on. You know, I'm really grateful for the opportunity. I'm really excited to have sort of a national platform that um that I can, you know, I don't know, like as advocates, I don't know if you guys do this same stuff, but when you're working uh, legislation or, or thinking about working legislation, like kind of keeps you up at night sometimes, like how do you get this done? You know? So like you're thinking yeah. and thinking, what am I going to do? How do I do this? And so how do I approach this? Yeah. 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 So I got these ideas and I've got a place where I can, I can do them, you know, like, the ASA challenge. I'm super excited about, super duper excited about, but also super nervous. About. Uh, I'm uh, so I'm hoping that it will be like the ALS ice bucket challenge, but I'm aware that, you know, I might be delusional sort of. <laughs> Tell us about this challenge you're talking about. Let's, let's elaborate. So um, our little video that was, so it started out, um, a long time ago, I did a small little fundraiser and uh, part of the fundraiser, I planned uh, an air guitar uh, contest. And that was like one of the favorite parts and one of the best okay. you know, functions in the fundraiser. So um, I thought like, you know, fundraiser for air guitar. So I started air guitar and then I realized, oh, Fortnite has air shred. You know, that's their dance, you know, with this air yeah. guitar. So I called it Air Shred, and then someone pointed out to me uh, that uh, that was Marshall Oaken with uh, Cannabis BPO pointed out to me, and I appreciate that so much, uh, that some people may not be tech savvy to, you know, create the background music to do like an air guitar thing on video. And so then I thought, okay, well, I could do any kind of shredding, so like shredding on a skateboard or shredding on a, uh, a mountain, you know, snowboarding or shredding on a wave surfing or, you know, like people like in our little video, I had my mother-in-law shredding carrots in the back. She's over there shredding carrots and my father-in-law's shredding. He's putting paper into a shredder. Well, actually he ran out of paper. So he started to do the cowbell because our family did to don't fear the reaper. We had like more cowbell. I think the paper shredding thing could catch on. You get a bunch of corporate CEOs to shred those documents. They don't (laughs) even know about. That's what to my mind. That's the real shred challenge. (laughs) That would be a good one for you. Some figure something that you can shred in there, and that would be good for you. You know, (laughs) you should be one of our founding participants, Chris. I think you should, but you can just approach it in a different way. You know, (laughs) I'm calling you out. I'm challenging you. 
I don't mind doubling down and dressing up like Master Shredder from the Ninja Turtles as well. I mean, hopefully it's fun. I, I'm like, that's one of the things I wanted it to be sort of uh, sort of a celebration of, you know, how far we've come with cannabis. I mean, mm-hmm. we really struggle still a lot. We're struggling right now. That's part of the reason I'm so emotional sometimes. But um, yeah, the, Zach's has seizures for, you know, like four or five seizures in a few days right now. And he relapses every year and he has since he's been on cannabis. So it's like, you know, we get in desperate modes and, um, you know, I, I want that to, to show, but I also want to be able to say, you know, we've had eight months of seizure freedom that we, we awesome. are, should be celebrating and, you know, it's good stuff. So, you know, I'm hopeful that it'll be fun for people or somehow liberating for people. You know, that's what I think, you know, maybe Chris can do some liberating with with the ace of challenge right <laughs> about all that <laughs> but, uh, does this have an official name yet y'all just call it asa challenge or ace like- challenge air shred for asa so air shred for asa so how how can people get involved how where do they find it so um we are um it's on it, there's a tab on our uh page safe safe access now uh, dot org and i think that it might be safe access now dot org backslash asa challenge i'm pretty sure but um we're working on it right now so it's it's not rolled out yet i'm posting my video tomorrow hopefully i'll have other people posting over the weekend and you know one of the things too i know i've had people who uh who are like scared. I had uh, one of my, one of my best friends, you know, I told me I'm scared about my job to do it. So like, I I don't know if I can. And I said, well, why don't you just do like this weekend's Halloween? I mean, I know this is going to air after Halloween, but this weekend's Halloween. So like, why don't you just do, you know, in a costume, you don't have to show who you are. You just say, I donated $10 to Americans for safe access. Or if it's like a shredder, you just, I, I donated $10 to Americans for safe access and put it in the shredder. And it's just your hands, you know, just to know that this is somebody else who supports medical cannabis. We just need people to see how many of us are supporting it. You know, how many of us, it's, it's just, you know, we need some way to show that we're out here, you know, so, you know, it'd be nice to have people. And one of the things I also wanted to encourage was doing it in different ways. So we did it as a family. And I think, you know, I think I probably will do one myself, just me, and maybe one with just the four of us, um, our immediate family, and maybe try to get some friends to do one as friends. But, um, but I think there's lots of ways that it can be done. Uh, what I'd really like to see is um, big cannabis companies uh, like those that gave me ideas about how to transform it. So it would be a more appealing challenge, right? Cannabis. Mm-hmm. Needs to go. <laughs> well, I just want to clarify, don't put the $10 in the shredder and don't put your hands in the shredder. Yeah. 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 
don't do that. <laughs> and also we have rules because we don't want it to be taken down. So it's really important to make sure you're not medicating or showing medication on camera because we want it to stay up. We want to be seen. So please leave that off camera. And I'd like, you know, if would, people would mention Americans for safe access in there, we really need to make sure that people are getting driven into the advocacy space. We'd like that $10. Donation. Also, we'd like to challenge for other people. So for other people, and one of them that I challenged was Will Farrell. I think it's kind of fun to uh, challenge somebody who you think might be supportive in a public space, you know, and see if they'd like to participate and, and, and be part of, saying, yes, this is something that I think is important because it is really something that's legitimately important and urgent and costing people lives. I mean, they're curing cancer with novel cannabinoids in Israel. Why aren't we working on this in the United States? This is ridiculous. Yeah, I call it insanity. It is. It's insane it's insane yeah. we're america Complete. don't you know we're, we're america innovation i mean like don't we want to be the innovators in the world like aren't we going to be the ones to figure out how to cure lennox gastaut syndrome because we were willing to look into cannabis into something that our Congress has convened panels time after time, which have said this does not belong on schedule one. It does not belong on schedule one. What are we basing our country on if we have lies written down in our laws? This is Amen. one narcotic when it's not a schedule one. No way it should be on there. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is time for us to go to our sponsor break. So, yeah, it's that time. We 15 minutes at it already. So, I'm your host, Jesse Williams, the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm joined by co-host Gramps this week. Hey, if you're watching our YouTube version of this, we ask you to give us a like and a subscribe. You might want to, you might wind up taking a break. Somebody calls you away from this and you want to be able to find this again easily. So go ahead and give us a like and subscribe. If you're listening to the podcast, wherever platform you're on, make sure you subscribe. You get a weekly update about when we come out with our podcast. Our guest this week is Piper Lindeen, Americans for Safe Access. We'll be right back after this sponsor break. is a sponsor of Texas Cannabis Collective and the Lone Star Collective podcast. Oak Cliff focuses on quality assurance with their hemp products while providing customer service to help you discover cannabinoids to meet your needs. Their product line includes hemp flour, pre-rolls, CBG tinctures, edibles, Delta 8, and merch. For more information on their product's quality or to shop online today, visit oakcliffcultivators.com or contact them at info at oakcliffcultivators.com. 
Thrive Apothecary offers an experience truly unique from anything else in Texas, a full-service cannabis solution that is doctor-owned and offers customers every level of cannabis legally available in Texas. From traditional CBD products to emerging hemp-derived THC edibles, smokables, and now medical cannabis. As a licensed medical cannabis provider, prospective patients from anywhere in Texas can book a sponsored online eligibility consultation to determine if they qualify for a medical marijuana prescription from the comfort of their own home. Plus, for Texas veterans, the first prescription appointment is donated by Thrive. Visit thrivetx.com for more information. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast, the official podcast of Texas Cannabis Collective, distributed on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and much more, to give Texans information regarding policy, industry, and culture. Here is this week's host, Jesse Williams and Gramps. Welcome to the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. I'm joined by co-host Gramps this week. Our guest this week is Piper Lindine. Man, joining talking about ASA, Americans for Safe Access. And I must say, we were talking about doing this, this challenge, this shred challenge, and you mentioned not consuming, not medicating while you're doing it. So I must also recommend... Yeah, but, but as well as like, don't... Don't really say, I would say, don't say cannabis, don't say weed, don't say marijuana. I know people are gonna be like, why not? It's like, because it, if it wants to get spread, Facebook nails it for that. Need this movement to spread. So if you want this to movement to spread, and you know, it, it seems like the people out there would want it to spread, let's get it to spread. Let's do it. Let's get this done. Yeah, it'll, Facebook recognizes this stuff now. They're, our audio technology picks it up. Their visual stuff picks it up. So it's like, yeah. so don't wear shirts with marijuana leaves on it. Or you'll be like, no, it's hip. Yeah, it doesn't care. It doesn't see the difference between the two. Is this because my shirt? <laughs> Do you see that? Yeah. I did. Very colorful. <laughs> Florida. <laughs> so I like to call them Florida shirts. Yeah. You know, it's comfortable. This is what I wear on the plane. Usually when I'm going to these conferences now, because, you know, I want people to, you know, if people are going to the conference too and they're in the airport, I want to be able to have a conversation with them, you know? Yeah. So we it's just, a conversation starter for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Advocate to everyone. See my shirt? You see it? You want to talk about it? You want to talk about that? <laughs> You see? Just, I used to see you go up to everybody like, want to talk about what's on my shirt? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Want to talk about it? No? Okay. Hey, you, you want to talk about my shirt? <laughs> you like this? A lot of people do tell me they like my shirt, but um, like, you know, I'm, you know, kind of, I'm an old lady. It's kind of, you know, kind of <laughs> 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 like, like uh, you know, People from going from Houston to Las Vegas, you know, there were these. Was it Houston, Las Vegas? Oh no, it was my Baltimore, Baltimore to Houston flights, and people from Baltimore were coming to Houston for 
a bachelor party or something. You know, I guess Houston's a fun place now, a destination. Woo! <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, so in me, this old lady talking to them about weed, because I got my weed shirt on, you know. <laughs> Funny, so, right? So aside from the challenge, what else are you working on with ASA? So uh, the challenge is uh, kind of designed to um, bring attention to our biggest probably program, uh, which is unity. Uh, So Americans for Safe Access is a grassroots patient advocacy organization. So our biggest program is bringing people who want to advocate for medical cannabis to D.C. So we form it as like a conference it's multiple days it's this year it's december 11th through 14th and um there's a lot of educate educational events we have Deddy mary who's one of the top uh medical cannabis scientists in the world um he is going to be our keynote speaker He's the one that's working on the, the research that I mentioned a little while ago, killing cancer cells uh, with uh, novel cannabinoids. And um, so there's educational things like that. But the major part of it is uh, we train uh, the attendees on advocacy and then we book them appointments with their members of Congress. So they actually get to go and use that advocacy training immediately. And they go on teams. So they're going to be visiting multiple members of Congress. And, um, you know, it's it's all about putting that face and that story in front of the members of Congress. And so, Chris, have you gone? I, I didn't go. I haven't been with ASA, but I have been with uh, with national normal one year back in 2019. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's a real exciting event. We try to make it real fun. We are one of the, um, only conferences, uh, that have medication area. (laughs) So it's funny, you know, you might go to these other conferences and everybody's looking for a place to medicate. There's no place to medicate, but we've got one and we're actually looking for sponsors for our medication tent right now too. So, you know, that's a good place to put your sponsor. <laughs> if you want 500 patients from across the country to see your name every time they're medicating, okay? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me, I'm medicating. Here's my name. <laughs> Just what everybody needs. It's on my shirt. Um, well, so, um, so we try to make it fun. We're going to be having some uh, complimentary activities to the ASA challenge. Um, hopefully we'll be able to get the ASA challenge air shred, uh, for ASA, um, to, uh, get really rolling really well before unity to bring attention to that advocacy. So we're hoping to have attention to the advocacy and so that there's some sort of maybe media presence behind, behind the unity conference and behind the patients who are going to advocate at the Capitol. And hopefully we'll be having a bill that's been authored that we can work. (laughs) Okay. Hopefully we can get this done. So, so yeah, we need as much participation as possible to get it done. Absolutely. Absolutely. What else have you got going on? You talking about apparently Houston's a party town now. (laughs) I mean, it's fun. Houston's always been fun. But um, 
But yeah, no, there's some stuff going around uh, Edo, I guess, that I think one of you guys' sponsors is over there, maybe, right? I don't know. We're sponsored right now currently by Oak Cliff Cultivators and Thrive Apothecary, both of which yeah. are Dallas and Fort Worth. There's no Thrive in Houston? I thought there was a Thrive in Houston. If there yeah. is, I'm not aware of it. Okay. It'd be nice Maybe if not. there is. Shout out to, to uh, If, to if there is, I don't think it's Thrive Apothecary. Yes, it might be Thrive something else. Uh, okay. I, don't, I don't think Trey and them have a store in Houston yet. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, maybe they should or something. <laughs> but I, 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 what popped in my mind now is something you mentioned earlier is when you're working on legislation about it, keeping you up, thinking about it, is that for, I would say for me, for me and I, I, I don't pay attention, honestly, I don't pay attention. I don't have as much focus on the national legislation that takes place. And it's because it, it, it will, it moves all year and it moves slow, but in, Texas, when it happens, my thoughts don't really converge on a specific bill, but looking at all of the bills that have been filed and trying to piece together in my head, what could be an end plan for all of those bills? Because we only meet for so long. And to me, that means there's always something there that's a, I don't want to say like a back door in case something else needs to be slipped in, moved through. They've always got to ace up the sleeve. Yeah. And to me, you know, to be honest, I haven't really looked. Uh, bills for the upcoming session is it is it i don't i, don't but, know, I haven't filed any yet filing dates have happened yet no i don't even know not till after the election i'm so busy with this oh yeah not till after the election that makes sense because they're not elected yet <laughs> <laughs> hello <laughs> but you know I, i'm so i'm so preoccupied with you know, trying to raise funds for unity and the ASA challenge that it's like, I, I'm, I feel like I'm like buried in my work. Like I barely look up, you know? So, um, so yeah, there's that, um, you know, I usually do stuff for the election and I haven't done anything this year. I haven't even answered those texts that say, Speaking of texts, I got one of those while we're sitting here talking. <laughs> I, stopped, I stopped getting one for random politicians, like statewide and local level and started getting ones for like, when I say local level, like my local representative, I started getting ones for like mayor, like the firefighters association was like, Hey, this is who we recommend. And I'm like, Whoa, as a firefighters association, like I, I'm not gonna lie, I've, I've cheered on the firefighters in the past because they get the short end of the stick in our town. Sure. Houston, Houston does too. I feel, I feel I immense think, empathy for the Houston fire department and the, the crap they get put through out there. Yeah. EMS, uh, they, uh, they kind of have to fight for their stuff. It's, <laughs> yeah. well, it's, I, uh, well, I like to remind everybody, uh, they didn't write a song called the fire department. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't write a song called the EMS crew either. So they should. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be singing that when I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> I'm really just throw you out the back of the ambulance. I'm like, good luck. Chris, weren't you a, weren't you an EMT at one point or you were an ambulance driver? Uh, I played the fifth. No. Yeah, I was uh, back in geez. You make me tell how old I am now. Uh, gosh, I have to think in 1985, 85, 86 for, for that year. And it was right out of year. And I said, I've had enough. I got to get out of this. Uh, but I made the mistake of going to work in my hometown. Uh, so I knew everybody. And mind you, my hometown was, you know, 3,000 people. 
So everybody knows everybody. Yeah. You fart on one end of town, but they know what it smells like before you get to the other end of town. (laughs) Well, well, the thing that hurts about that, because I grew up in a town where maybe there was 400 people, 500 people. Yeah. And it's not just, you know, everybody is that when something really bad happens to somebody, you you not only know it, but you see it and you're in a position where you directly see it. So every yeah. person that wrecked a motorcycle and had didn't wear a helmet, you got to see the fallout from that. Yeah. And then, of course, we're right there by it's not interstate, but but Central Expressway up from Dallas up into Oklahoma is a main thoroughfare. You know, it might as well be an interstate. And, uh, you know, we had the highway accidents to deal with, too. and and literally uh plastic bags and tweezers is is what all i'm gonna say you know it it got that bad you know and then mind you i did this in 19. that sucks yeah yeah that's and that's back when like seatbelt no i'm not no why would i wear a seatbelt nah. mm-hmm. it's not gonna help me but it is it is that time again it is time for our sponsor break here at the lone star collective podcast i'm your host jesse williams I'm joined by co-host Gramps this week. This episode, our guest is Piper Lynn Dean of Americans for Safe Access. She's the corporate development manager and consultant with them now. We'll be right back after this sponsor break. Cultivators is a sponsor of Texas Cannabis Collective and the Lone Star Collective podcast. Oak Cliff focuses on quality assurance with their hemp products while providing customer service to help you discover cannabinoids to meet your needs. Their product line includes hemp flour, pre-rolls, CBG tinctures, edibles, Delta Eat, and merch. For more information on their product's quality or to shop online today, visit oakcliffcultivators.com or contact them at info at oakcliffcultivators.com. Thrive Apothecary offers an experience truly unique from anything else in Texas, a full-service cannabis solution that is doctor-owned and offers customers every level of cannabis legally available in Texas. From traditional CBD products to emerging hemp-derived THC edibles, smokables, and now medical cannabis. As a licensed medical cannabis provider, prospective patients from anywhere in Texas can book a sponsored online eligibility consultation to determine if they qualify for a medical marijuana prescription from the comfort of their own home. Plus, for Texas veterans, the first prescription appointment is donated by Thrive. Visit thrivetx.com for more information. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast, the official podcast of Texas Cannabis Collective. Distributed on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and much more to give Texans information regarding policy, industry, and culture. Here is this week's host, Jesse Williams and Gramps. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. I'm joined by co-host Gramps this week. This episode, our guest is Piper Lynn Dean. She's with Americans for Safe Access. We all know her for being an advocate in Texas. And I really want to say, we talk about her being an advocate. Um, there's a phrase I've been telling people that I was, people are like, well, what did you do this last session? I'm like, well, I drug a bill across the finish line. And if there was anybody who was by my side, it was Piper. 
<laughs> yeah, and you did, man, going uh, live on your on your uh, I don't know. Hey, you were with me. We were out in we're out in the little round area, whatever they call it, the little open air thing. Yeah. And we went live to talk about what was going on, needing people to call in. And yeah. I know you were hitting up every office you could doing the same thing. I was trying to figure out what was going on, where it was at. <laughs> uh, nothing works better than a mom crying, right? But <laughs> they're real tears. <laughs> they're real tears. And the advocacy is hard. You know, it's hard because you have to get in touch with, uh, I mean, you have to tell your story and your story is hard to bring up again and again, but um, it needs to change, you know? So we do it right chris absolutely that story as much as much pain as it causes again and again we gotta keep it from happening to other people we gotta get people figuring out what's gonna work and make it available to them absolutely i'm uh i'm I'm gonna switch gears on us a little bit because there's a little bit of news that happened today that i know we've got to talk about jesse (laughs) yep (laughs) and i don't know if you even have heard about it piper uh but um, Texas, Texas Department of Public Safety commissioners made some decisions today. Uh, you want to elaborate a little? Or you want me to, Jesse? So it's, it's, it's um, they they have realized with their forecast models. I guess that's a, a more technical way of saying it, that we will have more patients than our dispensary load can currently handle within the next year and a half. Oh, God. They realize. Supposed to be the biggest market in the in the world, okay? Texas is going to be the biggest market in the world. Yeah, well, it's uh, they're predicting. Uh, well, right now they say they say it's increasing by ten percent month over month currently, and with that amount of growth, uh, even if there are no expansions in the next legislative session, with that amount of growth, we'll be well over a hundred thousand patients, and they they won't be able to. Su- supply that many patients with just the two operating licensees so yeah well good blends campaign the ride for your rights is is a a great effort to um to to show patients out there and you know it you know it's nice it does it it puts their ride for your rights at the forefront of it like educating the consumer on your and this is available to you. So I have issued the challenge to them to uh, make a ride for you rights to the Capitol. So to rent uh, buses from major cities to uh, go to the Capitol during legislative session and advocate. So I guess I'm calling them out again. So right. there you go. You're good at that. But, uh, <laughs> but right now as well. Yes, I'll do that. They, the, they will. Sure. Right now in the interim of them getting ready, they brought what it is. They brought in a consultant. From yeah. us, I think it was like somebody who's worked with Florida with doing their dispensary programs and licensing. They're going to help. They're going to work on getting the licenses expanded. But in the meanwhile, they're authorizing satellite offices for our currently operating dispensaries. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's about time. It's like, no how, how did that not occur to any of the regulators, right? That um, their employees have to be back by end of business day. So how are we supposed to serve patients in El Paso? You know, it just doesn't make any sense at all. It's like, why can't we, like, all amounts. Or, or Texarkana for that matter. 
yeah, any, any, I mean, there's like, you know, well, you know, El Paso is the furthest, but yeah, there's a lot of places that you can't get to and back in a day in Texas. Oh, absolutely. Texas town of El Paso. I couldn't get any medical weed. (laughs) (laughs) It takes a day to drive over there and back. Shit out of luck. I'm down on my knees. Yes, you need to. I don't do know if you can really do it in a day. Yeah, no. They got to be back by midnight. It's, no, they, I think they got to be back by end of business day, don't they? It's like ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous period that they haven't been able to open brick and mortar dispensaries before now. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. So, what is Texas Original doing? I don't know. Like they have something here, right? Yeah, they, they've got a, they've got basically, they've created their own from my understanding and they'll correct me if I'm wrong when I say this and they eventually hear about it. Um, they have hey, I that. I also did issue that challenge to Morris like a long time ago with compassionate cultivation. So he can still take up that opportunity too to bunch, bust a whole bunch of people from each major state to the Capitol to get them there. I think that would be a good campaign. I think it would, and we could get uh, what do you call it? Documentary? Oh, forget it. We could get a podcast to follow the freaking thing. You could do live podcast. I'm challenging you now. <laughs> I got the camera now, apparently. <laughs> I just need the camera for that, right? <laughs> but, uh, but they have a they have like women. an office. I think it's like they have an office where they they basically uh, created their own pickup location. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. But they don't store anything there overnight. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Except for it only makes sense in the constraints of the law, the stupid law. And that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Yeah. All the sense it it makes together when you make a penny. No sense. Well, the one thing I will say is it, it, it appears with this movement from the Department of Public Safety, which we all agree is never should have been put in charge of a medical program in the first place. Uh, it's ludicrous that they are. But it shows, in my opinion, that even this law enforcement agency is seeing the fact that this is a viable program. There are people who are legitimately signing up and wanting to get this medicine. And that is growing exponentially with the condition list. So, uh, at least they are recognizing these facts and willing to look at progressing as uh, something we all feared would never happen. As everybody's been saying about all the other things we've seen with cannabis happening recently, I just hope this isn't a last minute political stunt by anybody because we have an election that's coming up on the 8th. Well, this is true, but um, it's hard, hard for it to be when it's a group of commissioners that did this, not one individual. Well, and then know. the thing is like that I, that, you know, I guess I'm not really a perpetual optimist, but I'm a tenacious optimist. And yeah, me too. Me like too. hold on to it until it's gone. But you know, sometimes I I get discouraged. But um, but yeah. Um, what am I saying? I was uh, Chris. What did you just say? I was just talking about how we need to recognize that they are the Department of Public Safety is recognizing that. This is a viable program and it's growing and it's going to continue to do so. Talking about the the um... (laughs) never mind. Let's skip ahead. (laughs) I can't remember too much on my mind, I guess. But uh, yeah, I'm just hoping it's not one of those last minute things 
Um, I also I've wondered if it's something that they're just possibly anticipating that there could be a shift with this election. That's it's always up in the air. It's always a possibility. And they may be just prepping for something radical, some possible radical change that could be happening in the program in the next eight months. Well, this is what I was going to say. I just remembered it. So um, the thing is, no matter what uh, what happens because of what they're saying, at least they're saying it now. And so it's a signal that they need to appeal to people on this, whether or not. I mean, you know, like whatever, five years ago, people would like shut the doors on our faces and stuff, you know, now they're not shutting the door in your face. Now they're trying to appease you, you know, even if they don't do it, it's evidence that we're getting closer to the goal. And I feel like, you know, the stuff that happened with Biden, this is, this is a signal that the iron's hot. We need to strike. We need to strike. We did the one, two punch with ace of challenge and unity. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can take people who don't want to vote on these bills and we can shred them. There you go. There you go. I dress up like Shredder and shred them. We'll get some full full life size cutouts and just shred the cutouts. work i don't know i don't think it could work no we shouldn't <laughs> don't do that anybody it sounded fun anyway <laughs> it sounded like a good idea in theory when we were talking about in the podcast but watching people at the capitol do it oh god no <laughs> yeah, maybe okay <clears throat> we're discouraging that <laughs> what you can shred is oh i was actually thinking this last night what you can shred is maybe you can shred like um you can find some sort of uh, printed out version of, of a cannabis law and shred it symbolically. Right. There you go. There you go. And there's something, something like that. Just so, don't do that in front of a committee while they're holding a hearing about cannabis. Somebody did that. It did not really go over well image wise as they thought it was going to. Oh shit. That's my watch. <laughs> Your watch is talking to you. I'm envious. My watch don't say anything. It just sits on my arm. <laughs> yeah, I accidentally answered it. I was trying to reject it without being on camera. Sorry. I should turn my watch off too. You told me to turn my phone off. It's your fault, Jesse. <laughs> Jinx to me. I, I told you to do the right thing. You tell me you didn't follow through. I, I turned my phone off. My phone is off. That was I, I, said, put, I said, put your phone on silent. You said, you know, I'm going to do a I'll put on off. <laughs> I, my watch is on silent, but I accidentally hit uh, the button to answer it. Hey, Piper isn't silent. <laughs> <laughs> your phone is a horrible mime. So it's a watch. My mom and she's calling me again. It's like she's I reject your calls. She keeps calling. Why are you not taking my call? I was on another call. You don't care. <laughs> you my should mom, answer your mother. Oh, my mom's great. Did you guys watch my video? My mom is no, the funniest parts of my video. I don't know. Are my uh are my brother in law who's uh who's he's got the sunglasses on and he's like over there oh i think he's like this this way and uh doing and he says i got a fever and then my mom says we need more cowbell yes <laughs> yes that is one of the best snl skits ever i got it a was. fever yeah. and, That's I need why more, and, and he goes more cowbell yeah 
Yeah. So the thing is, like, I had a really hard time. Like, my family did not want to do this. Okay. Like, I was just like, we have to do this. We have to do this because this is the way to make this change happen. I need you. This is important for us. And so everybody, you know, right. So they come over, everybody's like begrudgingly like, okay, let's do this. And then everybody had fun. It was fun. It was a great Thanksgiving activity. So hopefully like people will get together with their families during Thanksgiving and, and do a little skit, you know, a little, you know, they can do, we need more cowbell or make up their own, you know, that's goofy or funny or whatever. Yeah. I'd like to see some people skiing, you know, this is how I shred. Yeah. Well, I do have a recommendation for anybody who does want to. Or Shakari Richardson, you know, shred. <laughs> well, I do have a recommendation for anybody who does want to make a video and you really want it to, to get out there is um that when you make it, I'm like, I got to find my phone is don't hold your phone like this. Hold your phone like this vertical video. That is, that is the future of social media now. And, yeah. I, and I say that from some, as somebody who's in the middle of a advanced social media analytics class, that is what Facebook, Instagram, all these groups are trying to push it out. Even YouTube has taken priority to pushing out their shorts with vertical video. We're here, right? If we're going to keep talking on our phones and using these computers. Although I think I have a shoulder issue from using my phone as a computer. I think I'm going to have to stop it, you know? <laughs> it's like, you know, I think it's my, well, I don't think I've been told by my physical therapist. That's my issue. <laughs> I, I, I actually know some people that have been told they have to put their phone down because it's messing up their shoulder from all the, the thumb action that is you have to have your arm supported and have it at eye level if you're if you're not going to hurt yourself with repetitive thumb action so i imagine um, it causes bursitis issues so in our last moments i'll say plug plug this website again tell us where people can find you get a hold of you and be involved so with americans for safe access people can get a hold of me on uh linkedin on uh Facebook uh, at uh, Piper at safeaccessnow.org. And our website is safeaccessnow.org. And the ASIC challenge is at backslash ASIC challenge after the safeaccessnow.org. And uh, you can see my video. Well, I guess you, you probably have seen it. Oh, wait, this is live. So uh, so you can see my video tomorrow around two o'clock uh, central time is when I'm going to be releasing it. And then we'll post it to the ASA website. Well, and this probably won't go up until after that. It probably won't be edited. Well, like, we're not streaming live right now. Okay. Well, it says live. So it was like, I didn't know this was going to be live, but okay. All right. So you hopefully would will have seen this already, but if you haven't done one, we love to have you participate, especially if you want this to change. You just need to take action. That's the thing. Just do it. Do it. Try a piece of paper. It's easy. Say, I gave $10 to Americans for safe access. And this is how I shred and name your four people. That's it. It's done. What's I'm go oh God the joke from Chappelle show crossed my mind now and I'm trying to remember what the guy's name is uh, Dylan he's like the four hottest rappers are Dylan 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 and Dylan just he just says the same names over and over okay so can I like say one more name on here since he's a rapper so at MJ Impact I got to meet uh, Lil Roddy um, and he is really very nice 
And like, I think, you know, we had some spiritual great conversations Hmm. and, um, so hopefully he'll be participating too. Got to call one more person out, right? When I have the opportunity. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Say little, little Yachty. Little Roddy. Oh, little Roddy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hadn't listened to his music before. Um, I didn't know it was Little Roddy. Um, but um, he, um, you know, he answered my cell phones on my business card and he texted me the next day. It was nice. I had nice conversations with you last night. So, you know. It was, it was cool. It was after uh, the Clio awards. We were like, we were talking in the lobby at the, uh, at the convention center outside of the Clio awards. So yeah, he was, he was very nice, very nice person. Cool. Awesome. Well, it is, it is that time then it is, we are wrapping up our episode of the Lone Star Collective podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. Our guest this week is Piper Lindeen. Americans for Safe Access. We're, gl- we're glad to have you back, Piper. We're glad you spent the time with us. My co-host this week is Gramps, Chris Grizzolia. Wonderful time. If you made it this far yet again, likes and subscribe go a long way to getting this information out to other people out on YouTube or the podcast platform that you're listening to. So go ahead and hit your subscribe button. Give us a like. Make a comment down below. Tell us what you think about what's going on, how you think this nation could fix its cannabis laws. I'd love to see that discussion take place in our comments. What a day. So (laughs) that's going to be it for this episode of the Lone Star Collective podcast. Y'all have a great and safe week. Be safe. Peace.